Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. I want to share a word with you. Uh, I'm not going to be long, but it's, you know, this is, well, let me just read a scripture verse. It's not the one I'm going to share, but it's what we're doing today, so it's important that you know that. It says what? Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And God added to their numbers daily those that were being saved. That's exactly what we're doing. We're, 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 we're eating together. We're praising God together. We're acting like a family. We're dedicating children. We're having fun. We're enjoying. We're getting to know one another. And then we need the word. So I want to share something from the word. And you know that my goal this year is if you find joy in, in all the different things that we talk about, that's the goal. We want to find joy. Can I get an amen? How many here, how many here want to find disaster this year? Raise your hand if you want to find disaster this year. Raise your hand if you want to find sorrow. Right? Raise your hand if you want to find joy this year. Of course, right? Why not? Right? We want joy, right? So that's been our theme, and that will be, continue to be our theme. Next month, we have some really good speakers coming in. Uh, we got, we got Pastor Raymond. We've got Pastor Herman. We've got Daniel uh, Mananta coming to, to all talk about, and we're going to have a special singles panel when we do relationships when it comes to single being single. So we're going to have a great month next month. Um, and so today I want to talk about creating an atmosphere of joy. Creating an atmosphere of joy. How do you do it? And I want to read from a passage that you might not go to, but I'm going to, uh, you know, read it anyways. It's out of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Jesus was walking along. There's crowds everywhere. And this is the story of the widow who touched him or the one that had the the issue of blood. And he says, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she, had, she, she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him, and the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she was immediately healed. Daughter, Jesus said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And while he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the house of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and he told uh, Jesus, because he had already asked Jesus to come to his house, he said, your, they, they told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use in troubling the teacher now. But Jesus heard what, would, what had happened, and he said to Jeros, he said, don't be afraid, just have faith. She will be healed. And when they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, But he said, stop weeping. Wait, you know, I didn't even realize, but last week, if you remember, there was a whole bunch of people weeping, and and, uh, Ezra said to him, stop weeping, go and celebrate, for this is a holy day. I didn't realize that we're we're on almost, the Holy Spirit does some things. He said, stop weeping. She isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they knew that she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and, with, and said with a loud voice, child, get up. And at that point, he, uh, at that moment, he, he, uh, her life returned and she immediately stood up. When Jesus told them uh, to give her something to eat, 
and the parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted they don't tell anyone what had happened. Now, obviously, when we have healings, there's joy, and, and, I, and that's not my message today, but I will say to you, if you're sick, we will pray for you. We have seen healings, like miraculous healings. Uh, in the life of our, our, our community, we have seen deaf ears open. We've seen blind eyes see. I'm not lying to you here. We've seen lame people walk. We've seen paralyzed arms raised. We've seen all kinds of healings. So if you need prayer, we believe that God heals. Just let us know, and the, the prayer team will be on you like a cat on a mouse. Uh, and they will pray for you, and God will touch you. So obviously, if you get healed, God does things. But I want to share four things with you that I see in this passage that I believe will help you create an atmosphere of joy in the place you're in. And the first thing is, I want to say is, identify the faith in others. Identify the faith in others. Jesus was walking around the crowd. He's all kinds of people there. There was a lot of people who were shouting they kind of believed in him or they wanted something from him, but he found the faith in the crowd. In your situations, in your circumstances, you will find there's crowds of people all around you. And sometimes they need, you need to create an atmosphere of joy. The best way to do it is to find the faith in the crowd. Find the faith in the person. We are so good at finding the fault in people. We are so good at finding the mistakes in people. I'm telling you, if you want to create an atmosphere of joy, find where the faith is. It will change your whole perspective. I can't tell you over and over again how many times in difficult situations where all of a sudden I found faith. And when I found faith, I found hope. When I found hope, I found peace. When I found hope and peace, I started to feel some joy. I felt like everything's going to be okay. Find the faith. Even in your own life, if you are struggling, stop looking at all the mistakes you make. Stop looking at all that stuff. Start looking for the place that you have faith. In the Bible, you will see Paul. Over and over again, there will be places where Paul writes this. He writes a, a very difficult situation as to like, don't know what to do. And he always says this. He always goes, he goes, well, I don't really, he doesn't really say it this way, but he says, I don't really know the answer, but I do know I know this. I know this, I know this, I know this. What is he doing? He's finding the places of faith. He's finding the places of faith. So maybe you don't know what the solution of your situation is. There are some things you do know. You know that Jesus is with you. You know that Jesus will help you through. You know that by a, a morsel of faith, you could say to this mountain, be moved, and it moves into the sea. Trust me. By the way, I love what my friend said one time, uh, Je uh, Jeff Yuan. He said this. He said, God never said to speak about the mountain. He said to speak to the mountain. The more you speak about the mountain, the more it will get, it'll get larger and larger. But you start speaking to it in faith, and you watch what happens. So that's the first thing. Number two, release hope even when it looks like it's over. Jesus said, but when he heard all what had happened and everybody was upset, he said, don't be afraid, just have faith, she will be healed. Release hope when everything around you looks like it's over. There are people around you that are in need. There are people around you that are hurting. And you know what they don't need? Is they don't need an I told you so. 
They don't need a reason why they're in trouble. They already are in trouble. They don't need to tell you to tell them all the reasons why they're in trouble. What they need is hope. What they need is hope. So start releasing hope into their life. Start talking about things that are above, not things that are below. Start talking about heaven. If you've got nothing left, all you, you can say, listen, when all else fails, what can happen? We die? Oh, we're going to go to heaven. That's hope. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that hope. So wherever you can find a place to release hope in people's lives, it will create joy, even in your own life. Release hope in your life. I used to know this guy. Uh, he was kind of a funny guy. He used to wear a toupee. Uh, and every now and then he'd take it off and show you that he was wearing it. He was kind of a funny speaker. Uh, but I would watch him sometimes. And he would be getting ready to preach or he'd be getting ready to minister. And he would just walk back and forth and he'd be mumbling. Just be mumbling. Just be keep walking back and forth. Mumbling, 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 mumbling. Finally, I asked him, what are you mumbling? He says, I'm declaring all the goodness of God. I'm declaring all the promises of God. I'm declaring all the hope that I have in Jesus. Why? Because when he got ready to go, he was filled with hope and faith. When you're filled with hope and faith, trust me, joy will come. So when everybody else around you, it seems like it's desperately over, start releasing hope. Because there is plenty of hope. Can I get an amen? There's plenty of hope. There's plenty of hope. Some of you don't know this yet. There's plenty. Number three. It's like releasing hope. Release faith when others are desperate. He walked into the house filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. By the way, it's okay to say that. Do you know what the will of God is for you? Heal the sick, raise the dead. I can't do that. You just started, you didn't release any faith. You didn't release any hope. You, didn't release, you just released all the negative that you have in you. How many here have ever prayed for someone that died? Raise your hand if you ever prayed for someone who died. Like literally put your hand on them and say, God, raise them from the dead. Yeah, why not? What can happen? A lot of good. All I'm saying is when people around you, and trust me, nowadays, everybody around you, right? I mean, there's a soul lot of people around. Oh, no, it's all over. My business is on the, on the rocks. I'm going to fall down. I'm, it's over. The pandemic has won. You know, blah, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. You need to start releasing faith. You need to start releasing words of faith. Now, I'm not a faith person in that way, you understand? I'm not off doctrine. Trust me, it's all there. Start releasing faith. It's better that you make a statement filled with faith than a statement filled with negativity. It won't bring joy. So release faith. Release it. Find it and then release it. Keep talking about the things that are pure and are holy and have a good report. That's what will create an atmosphere of joy. Can I get an amen? You know what? We're going to do it right now. Okay? Uh, I want you to take a second. I want you to think of some faithful thing that God's promised. Take a minute. It can be the smallest thing. It can be a huge thing. Just take a minute. Let the Holy Spirit tell you one thing.
Ready? You got it? You got one thing? If you got one thing, I want you to turn to the person to your right and then to your left, and I want you to tell them that one thing right now. Do it. Right and left. Right and left. Both sides. Tell them. Tell them something. You know, I absolutely love this over here. I love what he just did. Will, Will, Will didn't just tell him. Will, Will goes like this, says, he, and he's encouraging. He's pouring in. I'm telling you, he'll feel better. Even if he felt bad, he'll feel better after that statement of faith. You can speak out faith and release faith into people's lives. Trust me, you can do it. Try it with a kid. If you have a kid, so let's say you have a four-year-old kid. You tell them this. You say, son, son, I believe that you can go outside right now and walk on water. Guaranteed he'll try it. He'll try it. Because you, I'm not telling you to do that, but you know what I'm saying. But if you tell him he can't walk on water, I guarantee he won't. Guaranteed he won't. You've got to release faith. Finally, number four, it's not really that way, but I'll say it this way. You need to pray and speak louder Speak louder than the sadness. That's what Jesus did. I love what it says here. It says, it says um, and with a loud voice, with a loud voice, he said, child, get up. Why? Because there's a lot of noise, a lot of negative stuff going around that house, a lot of negative stuff in this world, a lot of people who are desperate, and their voice inside their head is very loud. You need to speak louder than that so they can hear. You need to speak loudly. That's why the Bible says, I love what the Bible says. I, 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 yeah, the Bible's a, like one of my favorite books, if not the. No, I'm just joking. And every, every Bible verse is like my favorite Bible verse. But I love what it says. It says, proclaim the gospel. Now, when I hear that word proclaim, I don't hear it like, Like, it, to me, proclaim does not sound like a quiet word. Can I get an amen? I mean, it sounds like, proclaim sounds to me, oh, oh, yeah. You're allowed. You're allowed to run free. Children are allowed to run free in our community. Can I get an amen? They are allowed. They are not disturbing us. Sometimes they're a little loud, but they're not disturbing. It's, Jesus wasn't disturbed by them. We should not be either. Jesus never told them to be quiet and go away. So neither should we. Anyways, the word proclaim, it sounds like someone who's standing on a street corner screaming out. Right? You know, when you're in the airport, you know, perhatian, perhatian. You know, you don't hear it quietly. You hear it loudly. Why? Because it's being proclaimed, you know, and then you hear, you hear, your, you hear your, uh, your plane it's delayed due to operational uh, problems. Yes, and you, you, uh, <laughs> you don't like to hear that proclamation. But we've got to proclaim. It means we have to be louder. We have to be louder. 
And sometimes you've got to scream at yourself even when you're struggling. Sometimes you need to say, Spirit, excuse me, forgive me. I'll just use the Indonesian word so I don't use the bad American word. Diem! You know, I'll do the Italian word. Statazit! means be quiet in a very strong way. Sometimes you need to tell your mind, stop! No! More thinking like that. I proclaim the goodness of God. I proclaim the the, the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. I am saved. I don't want to hear those condemnation thoughts. I I am saved. I am a child of God. That's why we sing that song. We love that song. I am a child of God. We all get all excited. Why? Because we're screaming it. You need to scream that inside your brain inside your body. Nobody, we will, as of me and my household, we will serve the Lord. you got to scream it sometimes. Tell your body to be quiet. And then you need to scream the good news of salvation to your neighbors who need it. You need to scream the promises of God to those who are desperate and are crying and are loud. So these four things will create an environment of joy. Can I get an amen? Joy. Can I get an amen? Joy. Can I get an amen?